not only Ahab has passed from the scene, Elijah himself has passed from the scene. But God's not done giving the prophetic word. God has raised up Elisha. And we have hopes that Elisha will be an even greater prophet than Elijah was. And you think, could he really be? I mean, God used Elijah in amazing ways. And then you start reading about Elisha. And we can't go through all of the stories, but 2 Kings chapter 4, Elisha talks with a widow who has almost nothing left. And God, through Elisha, multiplies the oil that she has uh, in her house, very similar to what God did through Elijah. Remember back with the widow? Uh, the next story, Elisha meets up with this Shunammite woman who, who really, her, she and her husband really care for Elisha. They take care of him. They give him like a prophet's room in their house so that he always has a place to stay. And he wants to encourage her and help her. And he finds out that she's, uh, she's an older woman who's been barren all her life. And Elisha uh, gives the word of the Lord that, that she's going to be able to have a child. And God grants her a son. Uh, and so she has a son who, who grows. And then you read on, though, and the son grows. And as a little guy, he, uh, as a young man, he, he dies. And Elisha eventually hears of it. The woman comes, and she's like, I never asked for this son. And, and now I had this son, and, he, and he's dead. Elisha, why did God do this? And Elisha goes back and, and prays and, and lays on, the, on this boy even. And, and God, through the prophet Elisha, raises the dead, just like he did through Elijah. You see, God is using Elisha in, in the same ways, maybe even greater ways than Elijah. The next story, Elisha sees some guys who've been out cooking. They don't really know how to cook. You're not surprised by this. So they've thrown in poisonous stuff apparently into the pot. They're eating it. And one of the guys is like, there's death in the pot. So Elisha throws some flour in it, fixes it somehow miraculously, and they're able to eat the stew. The next story, Elisha uh, tells this guy who's got just a, a 20 loaves of, of bread and, and some, some grain. He says, give it to your guys to, to eat. And the guy's like, how can I give this? This is there's a hundred guys out here. There's no way this is going to feed all of these men. And Elisha just says, just give it to them. And there's going to be more than what you need. And the guy starts to give out the bread at the word of the Lord through Elisha. And the bread multiplies and it feeds a hundred people with much to spare. They think this, this guy, Elisha, God's spirit is on him. He's, he's the kind of prophet we're waiting for, right? The prophet like Moses that the people need to listen to. And then you come into 2 Kings chapter 5. And you, and you hear of this guy, a foreigner, a man who has leprosy. 2 Kings chapter 5, his name is Naaman. He's the king of Syria. Remember, Syria's been at war with, with Israel for a long time. And, and here's this really, really powerful commander in Syria. But he has this horrible disease, leprosy. And there's no cure for leprosy. And it's just going to eat away at his flesh. And it's going to eventually kill him. And, he, and he's gonna, he's, it's a way he's going to experience a lot of shame. And you find out that there's this little girl from Israel. In his house. Why is she there? She's, she's kind of a servant to or a slave to Naaman's mistress. And, and uh, this girl uh, is, has been taken captive by Syria 
probably, you'd assume her parents had been killed by the Syrian army and they, they, kid, they took this girl as a slave and now she's a slave in Naaman's house. Then she sees her master and that he has uh, leprosy. And you know what? She, she cares about her master. And she, she tells her mistress one day, listen, if, if only Naaman would go to Israel, there's a prophet of the Lord there. And I, I know that he could, he could heal. He could heal my master. He could heal Naaman. And, and so the mistress tells Naaman about this. And, and Naaman talks with the king of Syria. And the king of Syria says, if there's, if there's somebody in Israel that can heal you, we'll, we'll send money. We'll do whatever it takes. And so he writes a letter to the king of Israel saying, I heard you can heal leprosy. Here's some gifts. And they send the letter to the king of Israel, the king of Israel, who does not believe right in the, in the Lord, gets this letter and thinks, oh no, my enemy is saying I've got to heal leprosy. And my God, there's no way I can do this. He tears his clothes. And then you know who hears about that? Elisha. Elisha the prophet hears about this and says, why'd you tear your clothes? He says, just send, send the guy to my house. And so here comes Naaman, this really important foreigner, but a leper, a disease that's going to kill him. And you got to think there's probably all kinds of lepers in Israel too. But this guy has come all this way to try to find the prophet of the Lord because he's heard from a a little girl that if he'll just come and talk with the prophet of God, he could be healed. And here he is with his men and he's going down to the prophet's house and he goes up to the door and you know what Elisha does? He doesn't even come to the door. He sends somebody to the door for him with what Naaman needs to do. Go down to the Jordan River, wash seven times in the Jordan and you'll be completely healed. And you know how Naaman feels about this? Insulted, angry, in a rage. Why? Because he is the commander of, of the Syrian army. And, and this guy, this prophet, won't even come to the door. I mean, he's traveled all this way and he doesn't even show him any respect, not enough respect to come to the door to talk with him, sends a messenger. And then he tells him, go down to the muddy Jordan River and wash seven times to get better. I mean, what is that? And he's thinking, aren't there better rivers back where I'm from? Why? I could have washed in those. And he goes out, storms out in a rage. But then his guys who are with him, and they, they have some courage. They, they go to Naaman and they, and they tell him, listen. I mean, they call him their father, say, my father. I mean, isn't it good news that he told you? I mean, and it says in 2 Kings chapter 5, isn't this a, a great word? This is chapter 5, verse 13, that, that the prophet has spoken to you. Won't you do it? Did he actually say to you, just, just wash and be clean? I mean, and, and he's probably thinking, they're probably thinking, if, if he would have told you to do something am amazingly hard, 
or to pay all kinds of money. Wouldn't you have done it? And he, did, he, did he really tell you, just go down to the river and wash and you'll be healed? And so reluctantly, it would seem, Naaman listens to these guys and he goes down into the Jordan River and he, and he dips himself seven times in the river and the seventh time he comes up, his skin is like the skin of a little child and he's clean. A, a non-Jew, a, a Gentile leper who listens comes to Israel of all places and he listens to the word of the Lord through the prophet Elisha and he's healed and he becomes a worshiper of the God of Israel. And that reminds me just like what God did through Elijah when he sent Elijah to a widow from Zarephath from enemy territory and she listened to the word of the Lord. And that reminds me of Ruth the Moabitess who believed in the God of Israel and like Rahab down in Jericho who listened to the word of the Lord and believed in the God of Israel. We're reading these stories and we're seeing no faith, it seems like, in almost the entire nation of Israel. But God keeps saving these Gentiles. He keeps spreading his word and he keeps showing mercy to people that have no claim on him at all. And, and as you read on in this story, Naaman truly becomes a worshiper of the God of Israel. God is using his prophet Elisha to keep spreading his word, not just in Israel, but here, even beyond the borders of Israel.